Hello, Prince George's County. This is March 2020, and it's Women's History Month. For this season, we're focusing on women in the DMV that have changed lives. Some of these names you already know, but some of these women will be new to you. What will not be new to you is the wonders we uncover in this historic county just outside the nation's capital. Stay right here for our Prince Georgian of the Day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is March 27th, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, I sit down with Lanice Tyree, the Campus Director of Auxiliary Services at Prince George's Community College. What is it like to be responsible for the new Center for Performing Arts as well as the Culinary Center? Find out right after our weather. This is the second of a two-part interview from yesterday. If you were not able to hear yesterday's episode, you may want to listen to that first. There was a cliffhanger. Stay with us. Next week, we focus on the work of our students at Prince George's Community College. Our students have submitted their best podcast work, and we will focus on their work next week. This is Women's History Month on the Prince George's Daily Podcast. We take this opportunity to focus on the phenomenal women of Prince George's County, the DMV, and all over. Now for today's weather. Our high temperature will be in the mid to upper 60s under partly cloudy skies. We will have an 80% chance of rain tonight, and our low temperature will drop down to about 50 degrees. Cooler and rainier tomorrow, temperatures will only reach to the lower 50s, with a 90% chance of rain on Saturday before skies clear up and Sunday brings in a high of, wait for it, 75 degrees possible. Now for the COVID-19 update. Coronavirus is serious. There have been over 85,000 cases reported nationally. The latest hotspots are now Virginia, Nevada, and Texas. In the state of Maryland, there are over 770 active cases. Prince George's County, according to the state health department, has 148 confirmed cases as of 11 o'clock this morning. I cannot stress this enough. We are not at the peak. We are not on the mend. We are battling this thing and need to be vigilant. Make sure you do your own research. But keep your distance from others whenever possible. Remind your family members to keep their distance from others. Stay safe. Love each other. Love yourself. And tell a healthcare worker you know that you appreciate what they're doing. They are on the front lines right now and are isolated and underappreciated. Once again, coronavirus is no joke. Anyway, according to the National Weather Service, our sunrise this morning was at 6.58. Our sunset this evening will take place at 7.26. And that's the weather for today, March 27th, 2020. Stay with us after today's episode of Phenomenal Women and Gorgeous Prince Georges. We'll bring you news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian talks about the bailout and how it will affect Marylanders. She also brings a tragic story from High Point High School family. But coming right up, I get promises from Lanice Tyree of Prince George's Community College. She is a phenomenal woman and is our Prince Georgian of the day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast at PGCC. So what led you, what career path led you to the position you have now? Well, um... I come from large-scale event planning and arena and stadium management, and I used to be a tour manager. Um, And I lived that life for 15 years, and that life can be very uh, thankless, 
high functioning, high salary, um, but your time is not your own. Um, and your only real purpose is to make money. And I was like, well, you know, I've been doing that for a while. Like, <laughs> I've got to have some other kind of purpose here. Um, so I took a break, um, went home to my beach house in Florida and laid on the beach for about a year and was like, so when we come out of this, after this decompressing, we need to find something with some purpose. Um, so I intentionally look for jobs where I could be given the opportunity to help and bring up others where I could craft intention and strategy in and around a purpose and or a want or a need. Um, and the college came to me by way of someone else saying, you know, they have so much stuff on the horizon. They really need someone to be able to wrap their arms around all of it and say, okay, so I'm going to help and guide you through this process. Um, and here is the things that I know from what I've done um, and how we can be successful. Um, and so that's really, you know, came here and did a couple of interviews. Um, it, they took so long, I took another job, but, uh, <laughs> thankfully, uh, my boss is very convincing. Um, and I came here. Okay. So where do you see your position, the college, the, the cause going in the next five or, or mm -hmm. 10 years? Um, so I do think that community colleges and colleges as a whole will have to reevaluate who their student is and how they market to that student. Additionally, how they market and engage the community. Um, and looking at the college and university system as it stands right now as a business and not just how it's a landmass that takes up space in a certain area. Um, not saying that that is the way that it was done before I got here, but I have gone to conferences and that is literally the tagline of what they are trying to get us to understand that in auxiliary services, which is what I oversee here, those revenue components are becoming more highly valued in colleges and colleges are really looking at how can we be more innovative and more creative about how we make money so that we're not raising tuition and fees for your students um, and that we are not exploiting the different things in and around campus that students use but how are we going to be able to retain and make money outside of pushing that on the student um, and so people like me that come from out from the outside world you know I've never worked for a college before we have to be very innovative and creative because we're trying to get your money whether you're a student faculty or staff or not I'm trying to get you to buy a ticket to a show so we tend to be very like oh we can do it like this and layers like this and da, 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 um, so that we can reach that revenue goal and or keep those expenses down so um, it does make you want to be more helpful for a college that's like you know you have so many things on this campus that if we like really were able to kind of release some of the the um older bonds of thought that you know we could have movies filming here and students participating participating in those productions you know we we really need to think about you know what we're allowing on our campuses and what we're providing and things like that and and, and, and being able to be like, all right, well, you know, they're looking for a hospital shoot. Well, you know, we have a building that it looks like a hospital. You know, are you open to us, you know, renting it out? You know, it's good money. It, you know, what what would you be open to? Um, so that, that's that been the, the newest thing is, you know, we don't want to be able, we don't want to increase tuition. We don't want to increase fees. Um, but we do need to look at innovative ways to make revenue and generate new ways of revenue um, and what that looks like. Okay, so my next question is a two-part question. Okay. Or two questions. Uh, 
What do you find most interesting and mm-hmm. most satisfying in your day-to-day job? Most interesting, um, the conversations that I have. Um, sometimes it can it can be just the, oh well, that was interesting. Um, I wasn't, I didn't think that that was where that was going. Okay. Um, the most satisfying, being able to see, having those moments where I see how my team has grown and evolved. Um, we just had a retreat here recently, and I hired nine more people from that time um so being able to see them all in one room and have them engaging and collaborating with each other outside of a transactional need from each other um, and just getting to know each other is very satisfying so um because that's that's the job choice that I wanted I wanted purpose I wanted where I was going to be able to provide opportunities to others and seeing them daily is what gives me that but interesting, definitely, my conversations. Okay. <laughs> if you were not doing this, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? I'd probably be on tour still. So you can drop some names just for us. I wasn't going to. <laughs> just just for us. Just just between you and just I? Just between you and me and oh, everybody okay. who wants to listen to this for the next five years. Oh, okay, good. Um, so I, you know, like Sade is going on tour this summer. I just turned Ooh. that down. Yeah, I just turned okay. that down. So you worked for her in the past? Yeah, I was her tour manager for the 2010-2011 tour. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you can introduce me if yeah, when the show comes here, you want to go with me? I will. Okay. That, you're on. I, All right. Everybody heard it. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was just between me and you. Okay. No, that oh, okay. We got witnesses. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know, there's a couple of people that have reached out. Um, there's things that I've worked on sporadically just because, you know, because you had the extra time. I was like, it day. was it's the relationship, <laughs> and it was during Christmas break, like. Right. Yay. Um, so, but no, I would still be on tour. My mother is very thankful for this job. Very thankful. Oh, th- is she in the area? No, she lives okay. in Florida. Oh, but you get uh, to see her more often. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, as she likes to say, you're stable. Okay. I know where you are every day. <laughs> and I've, you know, there was a time where I was in a different time zone at least twice in a day. And it was, it was just wrecking havoc on her. So. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I've, yeah. I've got kids. I can certainly. Yeah understand that yeah. so you've worked for for Sade yes anybody else that oh you should know um about? oh you want to know my resume yeah oh, just okay. like three or four or five <laughs> 15 years you did can a lot can you tell I don't like doing that um so I have worked over last count my mom did I've done over a thousand and twenty five shows a thousand and twenty five because she was just curious one day um, thousand and twenty-five. I've worked for. Well, I mean, I've worked for the Carters. I've worked for the Foo Fighters. I worked for Blink One Eighty Two. I was a tour manager for Blink. I was a tour manager for Foo. Um, for the Carters, I managed some different aspects of their life. Is right. where I, the way I'll put that. Um, I've worked for Kanye. That was interesting. It's interesting. Just um, between me and you. Yeah. What do you mean? It just listen. The quirks that y'all are seeing now. It's just because people can see it now. Right. Those same quirks and that same talk and that same ego and narcissism that has forever been present. Um, but that's it's, part of his charm. Right. So it's okay. just evolving now. Okay. And it's more for people to see now. That's right. the way I'll say that. It's more okay. for people to see now. Okay. Um, you know, there's like famous people that I've seen naked that, you know, I wish I could take back and claw my eyeballs out. Um, there's experiences that I've had where it's just been like, hmm, okay. Um, 
my mom says all the time that I should like write a book and you know we'll and see. you're working on that over next Christmas break we'll see or you're going on tour <laughs> I gotta see where my NDAs are I gotta I gotta go back to my files and make right. sure I'm, I'm safe from all of that okay we only got a few more questions left running out of time so go ahead what do you like most about Prince George's Community College I have a follow up what do I like most most about this college listen um, Born in 1958. It's a lot of character here. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it, but it, but it is like you have an amazing culture of the newbies, the people who have been here, like are in the middle, and then years. you got those that are like, it ain't never changing. This is how it is. I ain't going nowhere. Um, so it's a lot of characters here. It is. It's, you know, and getting to know those and, you know, I've become my own character, character of myself, even though when I hear things about myself, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, so that's probably the thing I like the most is because, you know, some, you know, every day is a different day. Every day is different. Okay. So what do you like about Prince George's County? It has so much potential. Let's move on to the next question. (laughs) It has so much potential. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to go into history. This is Women's History Month. Yes. So who are some of your Mm -hmm. heroes? So my mother is absolutely my hero. Um, uh, Laureen Bennett is her name, and she's amazing. She did 16 years in the military when the military was not really feeling African-Americans in the military, more specifically women of color, uh, and then... Within a year, pregnant women of color. <laughs> uh, and she was able to make it through that. Um, my mother is one of the reasons why me getting a security clearance can be difficult sometimes. <laughs> okay. Because of her top secret clearance. And thank you, All Mom, right. for that every day. Um, yeah, <laughs> Working for President Obama, it was difficult for me. But um, so she's definitely one of my heroes. Um, I don't have a lot of women like you know some people will say like oprah or like serena williams i wasn't raised to idolize others or to look at others and be like that's what i want to do i literally picked a career that is completely devoid of women and you don't see a whole lot of them in them um but when you do come across one you're like oh wow oh you're the alien (laughs) there is another one um but we didn't have a whole lot of women to be like this is how you need to do security management this is how you need to do tour management um when i came up i was one of two um the other young uh, the other young lady was her name is crystal smith she was a tour security director for um coldplay um and she was the only other black woman out there um i worked for a company that it was all men so you know, again, the way my mother raised me, she's like, you know, you're probably going to pick something that nobody else is going to as a career. You know, I was supposed to be a lawyer. My mother wanted me to be a lawyer. I didn't, you know, I threw my first concert in college and was like, so this is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, I don't have any friends that do the same thing I did when I was in college. And when I came out of college, nobody in my circle did it. Nobody understood it. Um, but as I got into my career, you know, I met a lot of men that did what I did. Um, but then as I met women and I have met women since then, um, and I have brokered where I've brought in more women to do what I do and what I used to do. Um, I do have women that are part of my tribe and women that I support. Um, and most women know that, you know, if you reach out to LT, she'll be able to help you with whatever and put you in contact with whoever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So that must have actually been tough to be blazing this this path. So you're a, a woman out there in security management mm-hmm. and, and tour management. Yeah. Um, 
It wasn't fun. <laughs> but you must have had to, like, put on some armor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, being a, a woman, one, and then being a black woman, I've been called everything but a child of God. Um, okay. you know, not a lot of people like to hear no, but they definitely don't want to hear no from this face. Um, right. So it, it has its moments where it was like, what are you doing this for? <laughs> um, why are you putting yourself through this? Like, my parents were like, yo, you can be a teacher. Like, just stop. Like, No shade to teachers. No, but no, but just like alternative career. Right. Just go teach. Like, you're great at that. Just go do that. Uh, Because it was hard. It was hard knocks. You know, I would get paid less. um, No, I would get paid less. And then would have to fight and, you know, figure out how you're going to pay me the same amount as this as a man, you know, that's doing the same thing that I'm doing, you know, and I would literally have to data them down as to why he should not be paid on the dollar three times more than me. Um being told that, well, you know, when you say no, you know, you don't show enough emotion. Oh, but when he says no, he didn't show any emotion at all. So why is that a problem? So the the juxtaposition of being a woman in a quote unquote man's job and then being told that, well, I need you to be more feminine or, you know, I need you to show emotion. Well, if I show emotion, then I'm, I'm an emotional female. Or if I get angry, I'm the angry black woman. But when this gentleman does it, it's, you know, oh, he's just, you know, he's expressing himself strongly. Um, so those are the things that as a woman and a woman of color that you have to battle um, and figure out how you're going to pick and choose those battles. And and sometimes it's just, you know, listen, you're going to make room because I'm here and I'm talented and I'm smart um, and we're not going to do the, I'm going to pitch you against him and, you know, you figure out how you're going to be a woman in this space. No, I'm just going to be somebody that's going to do the work. So what do you take from that position mm-hmm. into the position you have now? Mm-hmm. Do you still have that armor that you had to carry as as a woman in a man's world? No. So you just got rid of it. And, yeah. But what did you what do you still take from from that job that you use today? So what I take job? from those those positions is being able to manage things in a way where it's not about the emotion of things, because um, that was always the thing is you know they want you to be a woman when they want you to be a woman. Whereas I think I think in things and I look at things in very much so. So what is the work? You know, it's not really about my feelings. It's not about how I feel about it. It's not about how you feel about it. What is the actual work that needs to get done? Um, and that's what my focus is on. Now, I've noticed here at the college that it's very about feelings and it's very about the history of it. Um, but it really should be about the. So where do you, where is the college going right now? What is the work that needs to get done? How do we get there? And what are those steps? And that's really how I look at it. Um, I'm very much so the non, um, what is the word? Conformist? Well, I'm non-conformist. I do believe in rules and hierarchy, but I don't believe in holding grudges. So I'm not a, we got upset yesterday. I'm still upset today. Usually within five minutes, I'd be like, okay, well, that was that. So on to the next thing. Um, and I don't, uh, I don't allow that upsetness about that one thing to affect holistically the all. So that has been a challenge because I'm like that. I expect everybody else to move on quickly too. 
and I have had to adjust that. <laughs> there are characters here. <laughs> yeah, I've had to adjust that um, for where I work now. Okay, last couple questions. You're fine. Um, number one, mm-hmm. what does Women's History Month mean to you? Mm-hmm. As a woman mm-hmm. in a high-level position, very visible, mm-hmm. there are all these young people who see you and wonder, how can I get there? Mm-hmm. Um, so does the month mean anything first? So I always find these months funny because we have to recognize it out loud so people can hear it and not forget it. Um because, you know, history is, you know, peop- about people not forgetting. <laughs> um, I hate that we have to have a Women History Month um, so that we can relive what women had to do to get a month, but also to get a, a voice at the table or a foot in the door or whatever, you know, nice um, saying you want to put to it. Do I think it's valid? Absolutely. Do I think that women have come a long way in a short time? Absolutely. Um, Do I think that they have a long way to go? Not so much. I don't. Um, I think it's getting to the point now where, you know, we just need a balance of things. You know, our bodies are our own, just like yours are your own. Can we just get a balance on that? Like, let's let's just agree to that's what it is. Um, So I I, I think there's improvement for some 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 larger frame pieces um but you know do i do i look at women's history month and be like oh that's the month for me to you know let's go girls not so much like i hate that we have to have a month to talk about it just so people don't forget we should talk about it every day pretty much it's the same thing i say about black history month okay yeah last question Mm -hmm. what should people if anything Mm -hmm. know about you that they don't just from your bio or from a a Google search. <laughs> You're um, a big so, fan of Michael Franks. Yeah, if you re- if you Google me, it, it's listen. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> everything you read on the Googles is not true. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, what is something interesting about me? Yeah, that people would not know just by looking at you or meeting you the first six or seven times. That I'm amazingly goofy and I'm very sensitive. Okay. Yeah. I think we're going to leave it on that. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming in. We really appreciate it. And done. Hello, Prince George's County. My name is Lillian Torres, and here is the latest news for today. Maryland has received more than 42,000 unemployment insurance claims in a week's time, and the state is closing childcare programs in response to the coronavirus. Maryland's Labor Department announced Thursday that the new unemployment insurance claims were received last week as businesses closed in response to the virus. That breaks the previous record set in 1982. Meanwhile, State Superintendent of Schools Karen Salmon wrote child care programs in the state are to be closed by the end of the day Friday. Salmon says the state has established child care programs to serve only designated essential personnel. Maryland is set to receive at least $2.3 billion in relief from the $2.2 trillion package passed by Congress, according to U.S. Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen, both Democrats from Maryland. In addition, another $4.7 billion is likely to flow into the hands of consumers through direct relief payments to taxpayers, according to Cardin's staff. 
the state and local stabilization funds Maryland will receive can go to necessary state expenditures for responding to the coronavirus that were unanticipated in the latest state budget. This does not include funds that city, county, and local governments can receive by applying to a wide array of new federal relief grant programs. And for our last news story, on the same day state officials ordered Maryland public schools closed four more weeks amid fear of spreading the virus, a 39-year-old Prince George's County high school teacher lay sedated in a hospital, hooked up on a ventilator, fighting for his life. Jason Flanagan, a teacher at High Point High School and former freelance writer for the Baltimore Post-Examiner, was tested for COVID-19 six days ago, but his doctors and family members are still waiting for the results. A spokesperson from the Prince George's County School System said, Once Flanagan's case is confirmed for coronavirus, a letter will be sent out to parents and others. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres.